Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 269 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Brit Graves. Thank you, Brit. Thank you, Brit. Thank you. Today we will be discussing part three of chapter 23 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Horcruxes. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to hot snake sweat your way through the details. <laughs> Those are tough sweats, man. That's that's some serious sweats. Uh, so before we begin, let's go to Megan for some weekly profit news. I don't know how I read that. Um, if you don't know what hot snakes and bubblegut are, please look up Parks and Rec. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, okay, so I saw on MuggleNet today that Ooh. the Warner Warner Brothers has announced that there will be a Wizarding World themed land coming to the Warner Brothers World Park in Abu Dhabi, which I think is it's really called cool. Warner Brothers World Park. <clears throat> Warner Brothers World, yeah, that is strange. Yeah, uh, it is so Abu Dhabi, one of the biggest entertainment capitals of the world, is about to get a little more magical thanks to. Harry Potter, Warner Brothers Discovery, and Mural, the company behind many of Abu Dhabi's incredible immersive destinations, announced that a brand new mm-hmm. Harry Potter-themed land is coming to Warner Brothers World Abu Dhabi. Um, I don't know if they have announced like what aspect of the Wizarding World is coming. I would assume it would be Hogwarts. Yeah. Like a Hogsmeade. That's just my like first thought. Yeah. Only because... Um, Hollywood has that and just that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like the first step to like getting the park going. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no. Yeah, I agree. It says, so this park, I guess I didn't even know that this theme park existed, but like, I mean, same. I was just reading about it. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. It's really there's cool. Look, so they cool have stuff there. Batman, Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman, Tom and Jerry, Scooby-Doo. Um, and, it will be the first ever Harry Potter themed land in the Middle East. It's promised to be extensive and it will join mm-hmm. six existing immersive lands at the indoor theme park. Warner Brothers Plaza. Indoor. Beth- yeah. Uh, indoor. <laughs> right. I know they ha- have. Ha- oh, I don't know if you could do Hogwarts indoor. Maybe. Oh, how? Well, they oh, have I'm Gotham intrigued. City. Yeah, but I feel like you could fit Diagon Alley inside. Hogwarts just seems like so crazy big, but it's also probably a little bit of like an illusion. Yeah. You know? Well, like, think. Really? (laughs) He's not been on the podcast in a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Think like, um, you know, like the some of the dark rides at Disney, how you're like inside. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking like Peter Pan. And how you're like flying yeah. over London, but like yes. it feels like you're outside. And like yeah. I'm sure that there's many like tricks to the eye that they can do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe it'll though. be Diagon Alley. I mean, it says Maybe. extensive. Maybe it's both. Maybe cool it's both stuff here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds super, super cool. Um, so yeah, there's not really like a timeline or anything, but it's been announced. It says there's no word about how this new experience might differ from the Wizarding World of Harry Potter theme parks that we already have inside the Universal Parks in Orlando, Universal City, Hollywood, Osaka, and Beijing. Um, but it does say Warner mm. Brothers World Abu Dhabi is regarded among enthusiasts as having some of the best themed lands in all of the theme park industry. So we are excited to see what parts of the Wizarding World they bring to life for fans in the Middle East. That's amazing. I need to look for up. you, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I yeah, need I to look up it. like what the other stuff looks like there. Oh my god. Yeah. They, um, they have um a Flintstones area, and you can it's, eat yeah, they at have Bronto Burgers. You can eat at what? Oh my Bronto god. Burgers. Oh my god. That's Shut so cool. That's I need amazing. to I need to look up more what about what they have. Let's go. I know it looks sounds cool, doesn't it? Casual trip to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just getting on a plane. No Dude, big my, deal. My cousin's wife almost transferred there for the Cleveland Clinic because they needed oh, yeah. nurses. The clinic is huge there. Yeah. Yes. So I would have been like, mm, can I come visit and go to Warner Brothers World? World? <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Um, Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they may, too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes and more. We also very recently updated our levels, giving um, giving some more of these like exclusive bonuses to some of the lower tiers in our Patreon. So if you're interested, head on over and check those out. We are always taking Potter stories. Um, and if you would like to send us yours, please do so to our email at swishflickcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Good to you, Maggie. Thanks. Katie. Tiffany. It's time for a, for a, for a recap. <laughs> Thank you. I felt like that was a really good intro to my sultry recap. Yes. Sick Katie's back. Hey. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Okay. Tom Riddle out here causing some ruckus. Not only is he asking Slughorn about Horcruxes, he's asking about seven Horcruxes. Calm down, buddy. Turns out Dumbledore had the suspicion all along. Now he's got the evidence to back it up. Buckle up, Harry. This leads to a very long campy trip. <laughs> very, very long camping trip. Mm-hmm. Give me that um, summary, Meg. All right, summary. Let's talk Horcruxes even more. They mm. need to find four still. Harry also mm. figures out what some of the Horcruxes are without Dumbledore's help, which is pretty impressive, Harry. Also Nagini, which is quite a quite a different take on a Horcrux. And Harry then finds out that Dumbledore is in fact looking for Horcruxes and he's invited on the next outing. Um, he's also mad that the only special power he has against Voldemort is love. 
And we also, <laughs> <laughs> he is mad. He's very impatient. <laughs> what? Am I going to defeat him with the love? He's like, yeah, oh, I get God. it, man. Love. Um, <laughs> we also get some nitty gritty details on prophecies. We have, whoa, my voice did weird things. We have to understand whoa. that the only reason Harry is the chosen one is because Voldemort says so, which is pretty unfortunate for Harry. Um, and <laughs> Harry has to be the one to kill Lord Voldemort. Lord V. Did you know that there's a band called the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band? <laughs> what? <laughs> but is there the ooey gooey meaty that's cat food band? I don't think so. Not yet. Uh, we should form one. <laughs> you oh should make God. a song with those lyrics to like the... Why? Why that song? Meaty bits, cat food, part of the podcast. Well, now it's just been immortalized. So thank you for that. Part of the podcast. Mia has requested that Barty Potter please be upset about love. What do you want me to say? <laughs> oh, God. Gary's mad. The only special power he has against Voldemort is love. Tiffany, react to that. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait. Read Meg's summary about it? Yeah. What, what, what part? Just read that part. Okay. What about that's Barty? I'm so confused because we were we said man, so I think that sounded like Barty Potter. Oh yeah, how I said it's all, it's just all about the love, man. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait a minute, I was failing to make a connection. Oh, Harry's upset. His secret is, weapon. Now is I know love. how Sarah felt every time we tried to get her to do Florence. God, <laughs> do it, do it, do it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> All right, we'll do it at random sometime. You better you do it feel sometime this right. episode, Tiffany, or I'm kicking you off the call. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so sick of the love, man. Um, okay. Now I gotta zoom back in because Megan does her notes in bold and I had to zoom out. What? My old eyes can't see. I have to zoom in for my notes because I literally can't see them. And I have to I had to zoom back out so I could read your part because it's all in bold there, and wide. I unbolded it, okay? What do you have that magnification no. on? 400? Yeah, for real. I don't know. Are Where does it old? tell you? Because it's freaking large. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Is it like so it's, large like when you see someone's it's phone gone. screen and it's like you could read it a mile away? So, I had to tell so, my mom. I had to. I finally it. told my mom about how you can make the text bigger on your phone, and she like her life changed. She like threw her phone at Meg. She's like, "Do it, do it now!" <laughs> oh my god. Uh, are you ready? Not at all. Yeah, let's talk about Horcruxes and. <laughs> this is the bread and the butters, the meaty bits. Yeah, well, Cat okay. Food. So. Dumbledore tells him to hold on a second. Hold on to your horcruxes. 
hold on to your butts. Uh, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. There's still a lot more work to do because they're not going to be congratulating themselves too heartily at this point because, like, yes, we figured out some really big things. However, there is a lot more ground to cover. A lot. Yep. Like a whole year's worth of camping. Yep. That's how much. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Harry has destroyed the diary. Dumbledore has destroyed the ring. Lost a hand on the Brussels. Um, but if he is right in the fact that there are seven Horcruxes, they have four others to find and to destroy. So like finding them's one thing and destroying them is also another. So it's like double whammy for all of those. So Harry goes on and he sees the gravity of the situation, um, but like not how Dumbledore is seeing it. So, yes, this is tricky. However, tricky, Tom tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> it's tricky to make a horcrux to make a horcrux. <laughs> it's too many words. It's too many syllables. It didn't work. Um uh, so Tom Riddle, being who he is, made the hunt slightly easier for them. Because he's arrogant. Yes. And he likes what he likes. He mm-hmm. likes his little um his trophies. His little trophies. Um well, Voldemort's just an old woman with knickknacks. He's like the old lady's house that you go Hepsa. to that has a million knickknacks, right? Yeah. Okay. He is so <laughs> you're not gonna take the time to dust all those. For real. <gasps> oh my god so ordinary objects are simply not going to do for the lord of darkness and i'm just wondering oh is that a nickname god. can you make that now <laughs> lord of darkness sounds uh, like satan <laughs> well i don't know why i just think agatha harkness lord of darkness and lord agatha darkness. harkness they would make a good team don't you think wait who's that from wandavision i did not yeah, know she had a last name Agatha Harkness. Yeah, she's mean. You're not <laughs> she, nice. She is mean. She's a villain. So. <laughs> she is unkind. She spoke to me at Oogie Boogie Bash. She did. I was like, what? <laughs> she spoke to me, spoke to me. in a dream? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm so. I'm shipping them now. I, I mean, like you that. do that. That's fine. Bellatrix will have to deal with that. So. The hork truxes aren't going to be like port key items, which is kind of where Harry was going um, when he's like, oh, my God, it could be anything. This could be a tin can in Tinsworth. No, that's not how he operates. <laughs> that could be how some wizards operate. True. But not the Lord which is of Darkness. Kind of smart. But would you like in case you're soul in a random can and then be like. To the landfill. <laughs> yes. Maybe it well, got recycled into something else. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that is like slightly smart, don't you think? This was my answer. Like, that's what we. That what we've. That's <laughs> la, 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 la. that's what we've said a couple times. Like, make your Horcrux a rock and throw it in a lake. As a rock. Who's gonna find the that lake? to destroy it? Yeah, the lake. You gonna put it in the lake? Maybe. <gasps> I just want to say how funny it is that this is a carbon copy of the conversation that Megan and I had at Leaky. Tiff has no idea about it and no. yet it's happening in the same like <laughs> the same way. I love it. <laughs> the True same soulmate. chapter. I just choked True on soulmate. my <clears throat> Oh, that's We're good. beautiful. 
Um, okay. So Harry's forgetting uh, what Dumbledore has shown him about Lord B. He likes to collect trophies and he prefers objects that have a magical history to them. Objects of honor. So, quote, the diary wasn't that special. The diary, as you have said yourself, was proof that he was the heir of Slytherin. I am sure that Voldemort considered it of stupendous importance. You know so, how yeah. it's really hard to pick out a new planner? Like, how long did he take picking to find out the diary? Yeah, that diary. It is a nice know, diary. He took the time to have his name on it outside. Mm-hmm. It's True. leather. It's got little metal accents on the corners. Kinda, I have it. Kind of dumb, yeah. though, because now people know that's Tom Riddle's diary. And he maybe wanted he them to know. It. Yeah, you're right. That one he, he did. wanted to get you're open. Right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, boy. So... Harry then asks if Dumbledore has any idea of what the other uh, Horcrux objects could be. And Dumbledore gives him his most famous I can only guess kind of line. But in reality, we know that his guesses are usually correct. And so he thinks that the objects will be grand within themselves, meaning that they're going to be important items from history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he thinks that maybe we can look at connections from Lord Voldemort's past to see if there's a Horcrux there. Come on, Harry, take this. Let's go. Are you picking up what I'm putting down He's here? He's feeding him a little and bit. Give him a little line. And so Harry finally makes this connection between the locket and the cup. And he says, yes, Dumbledore said, smiling, I would be prepared to bet, perhaps not my other hand, but a couple of fingers, which ones, (laughs) that they became Horcruxes three and four. And so the remaining two, assuming again that he created a total of six, are more of a problem. But I will hazard a guess that having secured objects from Hufflepuff and Slytherin, he set out to track down objects owned by Gryffindor or Ravenclaw. Four objects from the four founders would, I am sure, have exerted a powerful pull over Voldemort's imagination. I cannot answer for whether he ever managed to find anything of Ravenclaw's. I am confident, however, that the only known relic of Gryffindor remains safe. And so Dumbledore then, like, points his old dead hand to the sword that is in the glass case behind (laughs) the wall. (laughs) What? What if there's another... It is. What if there's another Gryffindor relic? He well, says. we do know that the sorting hat is Gryffindor's hat. True. Oh, he lied. Way to go. Liar. Not shocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so this moment is very important. So as we're seeing the, the sort of Gryffindor in the glass case, um, we then hear about this same area, same sword, same locale in seven... Bingo card that, patrons. Um, because Ginny and crew try to steal it for Harry. And that's after she finds out that the sword was supposed to go to Harry from Dumbledore's will. However, Scrudge Mirror United said no thank you and <laughs> kept it. <laughs> and so that's that's where it is. That's where it is. 
And that's the real one. Ain't no copy yet. At this but then Harry asks, so, what's that? At this moment in time. Right. Because real. And so Harry asks a great question. Oh, that makes me think. Snape must be really good. Um, with whatever spell that was to make a copy that looked so good that yeah. people thought it was real. For real. Snaps for you, Snape. Good job, Snapey Snape. Snaps for Snape. They're not often, but they have been. Okay. Ooh, those were good snaps. <laughs> snaps for your snaps. <laughs> All right. Like I was saying, Harry asks then a really great question. Does Dumbledore think that this is really the reason why Tom Riddle came back to Hogwarts to find a job or to get Horcrux items of other founders? Um, so Dumbledore says that he thinks it's to get other objects, but he really didn't have an opportunity to search the school. However, we now know that if he would have gotten a job, he would have tried to probably get the sword, right? We're not 100% on that because we will never know, but it's safe to say that it would have probably happened. At least an attempt would have would have happened. Yeah. And he may not have had time to search the school, but he certainly had time to stash something in the school. And I'm thinking about this and thinking about how this would happen. So... I'm sure it really would have been all too easy to have former amazing student Tom Riddle return to Hogwarts and nobody says boo about him having a look around his alma mater. Correct. Um, He was very beloved. He was obviously very talented. Professor Dippet like loved him. So I'm sure like all the other professors that were there kind of took on that same, um, idea about tom riddle except for dumbledore we know that tom says like dumbledore never trusted him blah, blah, blah. um yep so yeah so anybody that would have come across him uh walking around in the corridors if it was a professor obviously students re- probably wouldn't really know who he was at this point he still looks somewhat i mean he still looks like a person he's not snaky yet um but he does look different he does look somewhat different because he's like cutting us all into pieces. This is my last Horcrux. <laughs> I was waiting. I literally, I knew that you were going to start singing that. <laughs> It'll never get old. Oh, I love it so much. <sighs> Cut my soul into pieces. Okay. So Turn me he- into a snake. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Suffocation. No nose. <laughs> no. <laughs> he did it to himself. <gasps> oh, made me laugh so hard. I have to go blow my nose. Oh, do you really? Oh, yeah, you really do. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take a pause for Catherine to blow her nose. So, like I said, it would be way too easy for him to just be like having a look around. And and if a professor came across him, I don't think anybody would really say anything. Yeah. Um, And so that's great. Thank you for allowing him to stash a piece of his soul in the school. Right. <laughs> uh, no big deal. So this is. 
this is when he um just pops the diadem right into the room of requirement that he thinks he's the only person that knows it about. <laughs> it's too bad for you, buddy. Why do you think that room is full? You right? are foolish. Where is he you are all that stuff foolish. Maybe he thinks it's insanity. <laughs> Maybe he thinks that's like the interim in between spaces that like when you vanish something that's where it goes or like maybe because there's so (laughs) much stuff there nobody's gonna find it i don't yeah but he like thinks that he's the only person that knows about this room like you're very pretentious no listen we all know he's a little bit of a dummy okay yeah that's true okay so voldemort to their knowledge definitely has two objects from the founders maybe three at this point which is true he already obtained the diadem and stash it so dumbledore then goes on to tell harry that he thinks he knows what the sixth horcrux could be quote i wonder what you will say when i confess that i have been curious for a while about the behavior of the snake i'm going to read a lot okay are you ready i'm ready so ready Okay, get comfortable. Quote, the snake? Harry, said Harry, I already messed up, (laughs) said Harry startled. (laughs) You can use animals as horcruxes? You are a living thing, too. (laughs) He doesn't say that. That's not a quote. But But you could have doubled or you could have. Well, yeah. (laughs) So he says, well, it is inadvisable to do so, said Dumbledore, because to confide a part of your soul to something that can think and move for itself is obviously a very risky business. You don't say. However, if my calculations are correct, Voldemort was still at least one Horcrux short of his goal of six when he entered your parents' house with the intention of killing you. He seems to have reserved the process of making Horcruxes for particularly significant deaths. I will talk about this later. You would certainly have been that. He believed that in killing you, he was destroying the danger the prophecy had outlined. He believed he was making himself invincible. Invincible. It's not twice. I think that's just where I copied and pasted. And I pasted <laughs> and <it's twice>. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure that he was intending to make his final horcrux with your death. Oh, thanks, As we know, Foldy. he failed. Yes, it's quite an honor. Uh, after an interval of some years, however, he used Nagini to kill an old muggle man and it might then have occurred to him to turn her into his last horcrux. She underlines the Slytherin connection, which enhances Lord Voldemort's mystique. I think he is perhaps as fond of her as he can be fond of anything. He certainly likes to keep her close and seems to have an unusual amount of control over her, even for a parcel mouth. Well, sweetheart, we've got some news for you. She's not all snake, <laughs> as we know. So, do you think, according he, to Wizarding World canon, <laughs> do you think that Voldemort knows that she? I don't think he knows anything. Okay, ah! <laughs> knows, <laughs> knows. <laughs> no, go on. No, do you think that he knows that she's a maledict? Mal- it's maledictus, maledictus. I can never remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I just say maledictus. 
Do you think he knows that that's what she is? Because they're really the only ones who can communicate to one another. You know what I'm saying? Like she might have divulged that to him. It wouldn't surprise me if he did know. Um, But I don't know what happens to you after like she's fully transformed. Right. So I don't know what does that do to your sense of self? <sighs> yeah, like is she full yeah. out sneaky or oh, excuse me, does she still have like human thoughts? I don't yeah, think that so she still like, thinks for herself. I yes, but like I also wonder what what does that do as far as your communication goes? Like is it of a level cuz like we can communicate with animals very well. Many different Species of animals can communicate like super, super well. There's a talking dog named Bunny on the internet. Come on. But like Fozzie is a very intelligent dog and he has vocabulary words that he knows in English. We know that dogs obviously can learn whatever language they're brought up with. Um, so I don't know what exactly the author intended. Ooh. As like to how snake like you are does it change your thought process does it change your mind like your physical outward appearance is completely changed to an animal does it do that for your brain my headcanon is no but that's, you think i think she's human thought herself. process yeah and and the communication would just be of parcel time yeah. with human I think that's backing. part of the tragedy of being a maledictus. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? That, yeah, that, I, so yeah, that's my hood cannon too. Okay, what's so Discord saying? I think saying? she's like so she, attracted yeah. to being around with him because mm -hmm. she has someone to talk to. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you guys are on that same page because I also thought that the human mind would still be intact. Um, And... I don't know why they would be together for that many years without him knowing that she was formerly a person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Special snake. Yes. And it also makes me wonder. Um, I don't think that they had like a relationship. I don't know when they met. Obviously, I don't know. How old was Voldemort when the last movie that Nagini was in. Um, what year was that? Let me see. Wasn't he like just born? What year was? And what year I did she transform? Know. These are all questions I have. Uh, let me look this up because I bought up her profile. Uh, Sorry, so it's this set is probably a question I should have tried to ask myself. Crimes of Grindelwald is set in 1927. Okay. What? We can 26. So he was one. And I wonder when she changed. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's also a big question. If we know that. Okay. Well, depending on that, I don't know if they knew each other while she was still in human form. Did they develop some sort of relationship mm. there? I'm not talking about like a relationship relationship, but like a friendship relationship. Did they meet? He has no uh, friends. Uh, 
I don't know, because he was possessing animals in between uh, times after he tried to kill Harry. Did he try to possess her? And then he was like, oh, there's somebody else here. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no vacancy. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's funny. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, as far as Wizarding World canon goes, Nagini is, in fact, not totally an animal. She was once a woman who was inflicted with a maledictus, 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 whatever you want to say. Therefore, Voldemort um, has two horcruxes that are living beings, Harry Potter and Nagini. And it's just interesting. So we know that Nagini and him have, like, this special bond, um, they can chat with one another and the death of Bertha Jorkins in 1994 was the death that enabled her to become a Horcrux. So there's that. Um, if you don't know what maledictus is, maledictus, whatever. How do I say I need it? To know somebody how to pronounce it. Hold on, I'm gonna... somebody say it. Um, it's a female individual who carried a blood curse that eventually turned her into a beast permanently. The curse was carried from birth and passed down from mother to daughter. A female, okay, a female werewolf was not considered a maledictus. Okay, thank you for that information, the wiki. Um, so there's not a whole lot of information about this. And the only known one within the series is Nagini. And the word Melodictus is Latin for accursed one. Um, so, yeah. Yep. I guess they Okay. And then I brought so up this other article. that whole werewolf thing, it was the author on Twitter clarifying that a Melodictus and a werewolf are different conditions. A maledictus carries a blood curse from birth, which is passed down from mother to daughter. They are always women, whereas werewolves can be either sex. Right, 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 right. Okay, so Dumbledore touched on significant deaths being attached to um, the, the Horcruxes. So let's talk about the deaths here for the Horcruxes. Myrtle, death via Basilisk, and the Chamber of Secrets opening... So I can understand that one. That one seems pretty significant because the chamber's open. He knows that he's the heir of Slytherin. He did this. This is Slytherin's monster. Bada bing, bada boom. This is important. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tom Riddle Sr. Getting rid of your filthy muggle father in order to erase your muggle past. I love that for you. What a journey. Important death. Yes. Hepzibah Smith is a little bit of a, a head scratcher for me because yes, that she claims to have been related to Helga Hufflepuff. We don't exactly know that. Um, Cause other than that, she was just a lady with a bunch of trinkets and happened to have. Yeah. Money. And like, you could argue that like they had some sort of relationship, but like that was totally one sided. Like he never cared. She oh, cared, no. but he never cared. It was all about manipulation. So that one is a little mm -hmm. bit weird, too. Unless he 
did find proof that she was somehow related to Helga Hufflepuff, I suppose. I guess. I guess. Uh, Mia says in the chat she was rich and had status in the Wizarding Society. Also cleans up his mess and he was broke, I guess. But he didn't take anything else from her. Um... Other than the locket. Yeah, I but, mean, Nikki says she did provide him with two of the treasures, which, like, that would make her significant to him in that way. Thank you for giving me these. I'm going to murder you now and conceal soul bits <laughs> in these. Right? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, um, I guess so if you were sure. thinking about importance to him, though, I guess that could check the box. Like, oh, well, she provided these things to me. For me to be able to do this big thing that I want to do, so that's I an shall important thing. Honor death. her; her body will decay. I, I don't know. It's just, it's not like I don't know. Well, let's go on to this next one because this one's a little bit of a head scratcher as well. Homeless smuggle person. Hmm. Um, this one feels frantic and like you're in need in a time crunch. <laughs> Which is weird. I'm not sure. Is that significant to you because you're you need this now? Like it's just I don't know. We don't know who this was. Yeah. Mm. I you know, it's weird too because like you can see by some of these that it doesn't necessarily even have to be immediate. Like you don't have to kill the person in that night create the horcrux because if Yes. Because you can you know that he killed his muggle father but then it was like what a couple months later he made the horcrux so it's like and that's that's the thing like we don't know the process for making horcruxes right so we can't automatically just think just because harry potter was made into one immediately that that's how it has to be yeah like it definitely does not have to be that way true um unknown peasant in albania mm. questionable bertha jorkins um, I can understand that one, I guess. Mm. A connection to the ministry. Yeah. I yeah, I guess, I guess. the connection to the ministry could be the only checkbox there. I, again, that one to me does still kind of feel random though because like especially considering the significance of Myrtle, like we were starting off so strong. With well, Myrtle, then he got Senior, <laughs> and I would even lump Hepzibah Smith in with what I think ones that make sense. But like these last couple, uh, what happened? Mm. Yeah, I, so Mia you, says I understand Hepzibah more than I do Bertha, and I agree there. Like, there's yeah. at least connection to him with Hepzibah in some way, and the possibility right. of her connection to Helga. What is the connection mm -hmm. to Bertha? Well, okay. So according to the wiki, Bertha Jorkins, she's a witch and ministry of magic employee who worked at the department of magical games and sports before her death. Um, it says that she was a few years ahead of James Potter, Sirius Black and Remus Lupin and uh, rat who shall not be named at Hogwarts and she's a gossipy sort of person we find out um which Sirius noted to not be a very good combination um during her school year she would complain I don't know it just seems so weird um, 
Yeah, yeah, Katie says in the chat, I mean, Bertha gave a lot of valuable information on how to get Harry. Vinny mm. also says, killing Hepzibah is more about leaving no witnesses. Same with Bertha. Nobody, no crime. But and the then, significance, uh, it makes like this. I think we're thinking about maybe significance in, in the wrong way, because maybe what's significant to him in the beginning were meaningful deaths. And then the significance later on was just needing to get the job done. And this is what I have to do. It's significant that I get this done. Yeah. I don't know. Because like, it, like if we, t two, two random people. How does Dumbledore And then a ministry it? worker. Dumbledore words mm -hmm. this, right? He like words it in the sense that like they're significant, right? Isn't that? He said significant deaths. Yeah, it was in the quote. Right. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, I think his wording. some of them significant, absolutely in like major ways. Right. His dad, Myrtle. I'll give you a Well, um, the ones that they know up to till now, have those been significant deaths? So maybe he doesn't know about the homeless muggle and the other like rando person. Do you know what I mean? Unknown peasant. Yeah. It was an unknown peasant. The word peasant is throwing me off. I wonder if that's significant in any kind of nature into the story. I don't know if the author has ideas behind these things. Maybe the muggle was just one of his ways of being like, I'm here to mess your lives up. Muggles take this. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he was the, a muggle. The significance is the object. Yeah, but we we know that significance is the objects. We know that he chooses objects of grandiose nature. But Dumbledore does specifically say significant deaths. Deaths. Yeah. So that's what I just wanted to point out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So sometimes, yes. Other times, no. Significant. So let's math the math. Okay. Diary and ring. They're gone. The cup, the locket, the snake are still intact. There might be a Ravenclaw and there might be a Gryffindor Horcrux still. Harry Potter is the Gryffindor Horcrux, everybody. But that's for a later date and not intended. But this also begs the question that I had and kind of made myself sad at work the other day when I texted you guys mm. of the, the connection that I made. Um, so I don't know <laughs> who was used for Harry Potter's Horcrux. Because we know that Voldemort was going there with the intention of killing Harry to make another Horcrux. It was like he was putting Harry's murder in the bank mm -hmm. for later mm -hmm. of murders. Bank of murders. Okay. Oh my so God. my question is, um, instead... My mind thinks that the last, because this was an accident, this has never happened before. This is pushing magic beyond what anybody understands, right? So in my head that his soul was so weak that it split after this rebound and the last murder that was made was the murder that made Harry Potter a horcrux on an accident. So my question is, does that mean that Lily's murder was used to make Harry a horcrux? 
maybe i guess i think that there's two options with this it's either yes lily's murder ended up being the one that created the horcrux or it was harry's intended murder that then made harry a horcrux but harry's not dead but it was his intended murder which rebounded so i but he but here's the thing so mia also brought this up because i had to tell her i had to tell somebody um (laughs) mia do you care if i pull your text i'm sure you don't (laughs) um so are you talking about voldemort yeah so voldemort intends to kill harry it rebounds and hits him and i think that the consequence of intending to kill harry and hitting himself is actually what ripped his soul apart that's what i but think that's but that's not how a horcrux is made according to canon it has to be a murder but Wait. it was an intended murder what if so voldemort goes boom avada cadabra right goes to yeah. harry harry's got a protection boom rebounds to voldemort is that like a self like is that kind of that's kind of what murder? i'm thinking it's like a self-sacrifice body dies. yeah his and body dies it's like the intended murder for harry rebounds and actually murders voldemort's body ends up splitting oh. his soul and latching onto harry but i have a problem with that because voldemort says i believe in sorcerer's stone that he was alive but only just so he's technically, according to himself, not dead. Right, but, but his, his body, body is died. dead. But he's still just a, a piece of spirit blowing in the wind. I don't know. I don't but know. Do you think that? Do you think that doubled down on the connection? Yeah, kind of. Because now I've never it thought makes, about that. It makes it less sad that it was lily <laughs> I, you just don't want to no, think that well, way no, it, it very well could be lily's murder i'm not saying for sure it's not but i think that i think it would be very interesting and cool in a sense if it was actually just a consequence <sighs> of oh. the intended murder of harry so like He intends to murder Harry, actually casts the spell, tries to. It rebounds and hits his body, killing his body. And because his body is... Say body again. (laughs) His soul splits and the piece that was in his body litters away to albania while the other piece that split just attaches Mm. to the only life source in the room that is harry it's just an interesting way no i think i 100 percent am on board with you yeah i think i'm on board (laughs) with you okay so i pulled up sorcerer's stone there are only 17 chapters isn't that insane (laughs) wait what i know i know it's so short what (laughs) yeah that's a novella Uh, correct okay so um i'm gonna read this then i'm gonna read what mia said okay so this is chapter 17 of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone the man with two faces um let me give you a little background on this set the mood harry would have screamed but he couldn't make a sound where there should have been a back 
squirrel's head. There was a face. Dun, the dun, most dun. terrible face Harry had ever seen. It was chalk white, glaring red eyes, people. Red and slits her nostrils like a snake. Harry Potter. It whispered. Harry tried to take a step backward, but his legs wouldn't move. See what I have become, the face said. Mere shadow and vapor. I have only form when I can share another's body. Because he killed his body form. Yes. But there have always been those willing to let me into their hearts and minds. That sounds weirdly like a televangelist. Oh my God. So... Once I have the elixir of life, I will be able to create a body of my own. Joke's on you, buddy. You actually create your own spell. Good for you. Snaps. Um, okay. So, snaps for Walmart. Sad snaps. Um, Sad I'm 100% snaps. on board with you. Uh, I think that that's true. Okay, Mia, you said... Like he didn't, <laughs> I love the way we text. Like he didn't function, like uh, he being Voldemort, as a Horcrux. Oh, nope, that's Harry. Hold on, Mia. I'm messing up your words. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I'm just going to read it. Maybe I should read all of our conversation. So she reacts to what I said and she said, that's brutal. Was it Lily's murder or his own, uh, own I think you meant, unaliving when the curse backfired? I said, but he was only like, quote, al- alive, right? Like only just, I think he says. And then she goes on to say, I kind Tiffany, I kind of like the idea of it being enough because Harry wasn't a Horcrux in the same way. So maybe it didn't require a full murder. Like he didn't function as a Horcrux exactly the same way. So I wonder if it was acceptable for the creation process to be slightly different. I think it's reasonable to suggest that between how fractured his soul was and the curse rebounding back to lead back to him led to the fractured piece to jump ship on its own, which would make the quote death associated with the Horcrux creation his own. But that's all predicted on us. I don't know. Now I'm thinking that, like, um, but okay. So if he (laughs) died, no, I'm just trying to think through this. If he killed his body and he was still alive, just barely, Tiffany. Just using a was he using a horcrux then? He was just a shredded little tiny 0.4% of a soul. So because or 0.8, whatever we decided. So because he has horcruxes, because he has horcruxes, his soul was able to split from his body when his body died. So it was just like, oh, I gotta get out of this piece. Yeah. Yeah. And then his one little solely bit was like, let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> and they ran. Yep. And oh, no. then the other soul was like, I'm going to live right here with this baby. Yep. And this baby looked nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mia does say it's essentially saying the same thing as Mua. It's just slightly mm-hmm. different than traditional Horcrux creation. Also, Nikki said, "Could Voldemort have 
Horcrux, okay. some of the Horcrux stuff beforehand, and that's why it was uh, able to yes, finish with Harry. That. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I mean that's always been in my head because he as knew well. what he was intending to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Friends, are like I, the, the I don't, like, but I do. Not that I like him creating Horcruxes in general because it's sickening, but mm. I like the sick. idea that it was his own death. Yes. The irony well, of it. that too. Mm-hmm. Creating the it's last Horcrux him. and not Lily. Well, that screwed him twice then because <laughs> he ended up killing that piece of soul later on. Correct. Then Harry was like, boom, mm. baby, I'm back. Correct. Let's battle. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like too. We know that Voldemort likes to push magic and create his own. Mm-hmm. I like to the idea that this was a new way. Yeah. To make a Horcrux that he essentially tweaked on accident. Yeah, it was just kind of like happenstance that it ended up working the way that it did. Yes. And Mia says, which is why Harry as a Horcrux is different than the other Horcruxes. Yes, because there's that connection that lives there. And Voldemort. They're, they're, they're like entwined, know. like a double helix. Yeah. All right. And the connection. Spent- of obscene amount of time on my section. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dumbledore. No, not Dumbledore. I'm sorry. Harry asks. So are you still looking for them, sir? And Harry's just going for answers because like Dumbledore's talking right now. So let's just keep prying. Right. right. Um, and Harry's like, yeah. so is that where you've been leaving? Like, is that where you've been going when you leave school to like go look for these Horcruxes? And Dumbledore does tell him Yes. He's been looking for a very long time. And he also says that he thinks that he is close to finding another. It's you, um, Harry. You're right in front of me. Aww, <laughs> Aww. That's sad. He already found that one. Um, <laughs> Harry quickly asks if he can come with him to help him get rid of it. And Dumbledore does take a moment to answer, but ultimately, ultimately pretty quickly says, yes, I think so. As if he knew that that was always going to be the answer. And his intention was to ask Harry to come along anyway. Um, but Harry is shocked by this and it makes Dumbledore smile slightly. And he goes, I think you've earned that right. And this is just my thoughts. I'm like, you really think that's why? Or is this Dumbledore saying that to make him feel good about something he has to do anyway? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I kind of need you to come along with me because I'm running out of time and I need to show you how to do this. Not because you've necessarily earned it, but because the clock is a ticking. Also, I got to drink this potion. Right. Because I I would think, do we think at this point he's already visited the cave? And of wonders. <laughs> <laughs> he's already visited the cave and, oh and kind of knows what he has to do. <laughs> the cave of wonders in, at the lake. Man, now I got to redo the design. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Have Genie and, and uh, Rugs peek it out. <laughs> Yo, Bookman, haven't seen you in a few millennia. <laughs> Give me some tassel. <laughs> like, no, what does he say? Give me some rug. Yeah. Give me some tassel. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so Harry was excited. He thinks that it's nice to not hear words of caution and protection for once. And he also notices that the portraits around the room seem to be disagreeing with Dumbledore on this 
uh, one of the big, the big uh, rejectors of this idea is Phineas Nigelis, who actually scoffs. No, you don't say. Phineas, yeah. shut up. You're some paint on the wall. Honestly, but that's foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. He's our main portrait man. The <laughs> fact that he's one of the only ones called out by name is definitely foreshadowing to, hey, mm. know mm-hmm. this name and this portrait. Phineas, indeed, my man. Indeed. My main man. <laughs> Um, so Harry asks if Voldemort can know when a Horcrux is destroyed like can he feel it and this Mm. is a quote from the book this is um, Dumbledore answering the question that is very different than the movies which I hate yeah accurate a very interesting question Harry I believe not I believe that Voldemort is now so immersed in evil And these crucial parts of himself have been detached for so long, he does not feel as we do. Perhaps at the point of death, he might be aware of his loss, but he was not aware, for instance, that the diary had been destroyed until he forced the truth out of Lucius Malfoy. When Voldemort discovered that the diary had been mutilated and robbed of all its powers, I am told his anger was terrible to behold. Um, Also, we do know that Voldemort does in fact catch on that the Horcruxes are getting destroyed. He because but not by feeling it. What do you mean? What did you say? But not by feeling. No, it. not by feeling pain or anything. But all of a sudden he's like, my tomato sauce gauge. Feels <laughs> well, empty. I will say, the one thing I did like about the movie interpretation of this was like the visual disintegration of Voldemort as the Horcruxes are getting destroyed. I'm sorry. Are you telling me you like Voldybits? No. I am not. What did you just say? No, but I like how as the movie progresses, he looks more and more broken. Like, (laughs) you don't like that part? (laughs) I don't like how it ends. (laughs) I don't like how it ends because like I really would but that's what they were trying to get i know like i would have liked the ending to be how it was to show him human and mortal and just dead like instead of obviously what we get which is trash but um literally trash anyway literal (laughs) trash pieces i did find this uh reddit thread um posted six years ago by possibility girl thank you possibility girl for all the possibilities in our conversation today so the question posed was when did voldemort find out lucius gave away the diary so in half-blood prince we hear what i literally just read about how he was very angry whenever he forced the truth out of lucius and then later um which i'm going to read shortly Dumbledore continues and says that like with Voldemort's fury about the fact that he threw away the Horcrux for his own gain and the fiasco at the ministry last year, I would not be surprised if he's secretly glad to be safe in Azkaban at the moment because he knows that Voldemort um, does not really want to do anything to protect Lucius anymore. He's pretty peeved at him. So the first quote seems to suggest that it was Lucius who told Voldemort about the diary, but that what what doesn't make sense is why would Voldemort put him in charge at, of the ministry mission? If he already found out Lucius helped the diary being destroyed, 
Wouldn't Lucius be lower in his ranks even back then? Why wouldn't, for example, Bellatrix be in charge of the mission? She was fresh out of Azkaban, the one that looked for him and one who still held the Horcrux safe. Also, back in Order of the Phoenix, Harry was had a pretty good idea of what Voldemort was feeling, and I imagine he was beyond furious to find the, Hor- find the Horcrux was destroyed. If Harry felt when he was displeased with Avery, wouldn't he feel this fury even more? So I thought that was interesting, because it was like, can we pinpoint when he learns? Yeah. When did he learn that Lucius destroyed the Horcrux? Oh, that. Yeah. I don't know that part. I thought you meant like when for the other Horcruxes. Sorry. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, the the diary. Uh, for it's the di- like just the diary. Yeah, because if he found mm-hmm. out before the Ministry mission, why would Voldemort say, "Hey, Lucius, lead this Ministry mission"? But did he find out before that? That's that's the thing, right? And so, like, um, when did that come out? Well, well, no, but he had to he had to have known before that because Lucius gets arrested. So when else would he have told him? He would have had to tell him before the ministry because Lucius gets arrested at the ministry, right? When does he get broken out? Or I don't know. Or okay, so say he finds out before ministry stuff. The intention of the diary was to be used to have the chamber open again. Right. I think that not that it was necessarily like a throwaway Horcrux, but it was kind of a throwaway Horcrux in the fact that um, it was going to have to be out there amongst the people. Right. It did have uh, a purpose to serve. To work. Right. And and that may, may have made him feel okay with putting that out there amongst the masses because he did have the others to back him up. So, you know, yeah, Dumbledore. Does, so he may have been like, OK, with he was like, hey, delicious. I'm upset that you didn't wait for me, but I wanted well, this to happen think about it, anyway. So Snape can talk his way out of things. Right. Why wouldn't Lucius be able to as well, given his credit? Yeah. Very. I true. mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like he would have been like, but master, I only um I only did this so I could have the chamber open again and, you know, do your will after you were gone and blah, blah, blah. let me kiss right. your gross feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like he would have been able to talk his way out of that. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I just feel like he would have been able to talk his way out of that. Oh, my goodness. Um. So, OK, so Dumbledore does explain a little further. This is Harry then asks, but I thought he meant Lucius Malfoy to smuggle it into Hogwarts and. Dumbledore says, yes, he did years ago when he was sure he would be able to create more Horcruxes. But still, Lucius was supposed to wait for Voldemort to say so, and he never received it. For thought Voldemort, he was dead. Right. For Voldemort vanished shortly after giving him the diary. No doubt he thought that Lucius would not dare do anything with the Horcrux other than guard it carefully. But he was counting too mm-hmm. much upon Lucius's fear of a master who had been gone for years and whom Lucius believed dead. Of course, Lucius did not know what the diary really was. I understand that Mm -hmm. Voldemort had told him the diary would cause the Chamber of Secrets to reopen because it was cleverly enchanted. Had Lucius known he held a portion of his master's soul in his hands, he would undoubtedly have treated it with more reverence. But instead, Mm -hmm. he went ahead and carried out the old plan for his own ends. By planting the diary upon Arthur Weasley's daughter, he hoped to discredit Arthur and get rid of a highly incriminating magical object in one stroke. 
Ah, yep. poor Lucius. What with Voldemort's fury about the fact that he threw away the Horcrux for his own gain and the fiasco with the Ministry last year, I would not be surprised if he's not secretly glad to be safe in Azkaban at the moment. Hmm. Um. There's a lot of words in the chat. I think that some of this I talks think that, about what I, I read. No, I think yeah. you just yeah. read that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Harry- there's a lot of words in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> My brain cannot. <laughs> so Harry's quiet after this, and then asks, "So if all his Horcruxes are destroyed, Voldemort could be killed?" And Dumbledore responds, "Yes, I think so." With and like, this is this is one of Dumbledore's good guesses. He's assuming the only precautions Voldemort has taken are Horcruxes. So theoretically, if all of those are gone, then Voldemort can he be can killed. Kill. Yeah. Um, so without his Horcruxes, Voldemort will be a mortal man with a maimed and diminished soul. Never forget, though, that while his soul may be damaged beyond repair, his brain and his magical powers remain intact. It will take uncommon skill and power to kill a wizard like Voldemort, even without his Horcruxes. A seeker's skill. <laughs> a Harry Potter's <laughs> skill. Um, One skilled in Expelliarmus. Quite skilled in yeah. Expelliarmus. Um, and, and, expecto and? patronum, Katie, come on. Oh, right, right. Um, so <laughs> Harry then butts in and says he hasn't got uncommon skill and power, but Dumbledore says he does. You have a power that Voldemort has never had. You can... Harry's impatient. He goes, yeah, my dude, I can love. <laughs> exact words. <laughs> my dude. My dude. Um, it is the 90s. <laughs> right, my dude. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language is needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Uh, so Harry's annoyed by this and is just like disappointed that when the prophecy said he'll have, quote, power, the Dark Lord knows not. It just means love. <gasps> this makes you think of Brother Bear. Yes, I agree. That's a great movie. Underrated Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dumbledore then goes on to explain again, quote, but Harry, never forget that what the prophecy says is only significant because Voldemort made it so. I told you this at the end of last year. Voldemort singled you out as the person who would be most dangerous to him. And in doing so, he made you the person who would be most dangerous to him. Dumbledore is actually getting impatient with Harry now, too. Like he tells him he's setting too much store by the prophecy. Because if you look at all of the prophecies in the Hall of Prophecy, Dumbledore's like, how many of those do you think have actually come true? Like not every prophecy comes true. It only comes true if you decide it's going to come true. Which is just an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go into my section. Yep. I'm just kidding. I did. Oh, did I? Yeah. Mm, oh, sorry. Titch. Just a little, just a smidge. Sorry. That's just totally fine. Um, let's uh, get into the true cat food of the chapter. Okay. Let's go. Lots and lots of chapter reading because this stuff's just too important. You know There's a lot of monologuing. There is, but like this, this is the stuff that Dumbledore should have been telling Harry, and now but he hey, finally we're is. We're and it. excuse me, getting impatient for Harry not getting it right away. Why don't you explain things to him once in a while? Then maybe he would get it faster. Maybe he wouldn't have to take all this in in one night. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Tiffany has <clears throat> no retort. She's got a little smirk on her face. What? He's fine. Leave him so alone. Dumbledore says. If Voldemort had never heard of the prophecy, would it have been fulfilled? Would it have meant anything? Of course not! Exclamation point. Do you think every prophecy in the Hall of Prophecy has been fulfilled? Yeah, Dumbledore, I do. All of them. No, you don't. Them chickens be laying eggs like nobody's business. (laughs) Those balls are dusty. No one's touching them. (laughs) That's what it says in the book. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. i am not talking Mm -hmm. (laughs) harry is bewildered he's like but last year you told me one of us would have to kill the other dumbledore cuts him off no patience for this to wait while harry figures this figures this out so he says one needs to kill the other only because voldemort quote made a grave error and acted on trelawney's words to the prophecy If Voldemort never murdered James, would Harry have this desire for revenge? No. If Voldemort hadn't forced Lily to die for Harry, would he have given a magical protection? Would Voldemort have given Harry a magical protection that he couldn't break? No. Quote, don't you see? Voldemort himself created his worst enemy, just as tyrants everywhere do. Have you you any idea how much tyrants fear the people they oppress? 
All of them realize that one day amongst their many victims, there is sure to be one who rises against them and strikes back. Voldemort is no different. Always he was on the lookout for the one who would challenge him. He heard the prophecy and he leapt into action with the result that he not only handpicked the man most likely to finish him, he handed him uniquely deadly weapons. A love. <laughs> so Harry tries to interject again. Dumbledore cuts him off again and says, it is essential that you understand this. He gets up. He's striding across the room. His robes are described as like glittering and blowing behind him. Oh, well, Harry had so never fabulous. seen him so agitated. Yes. So, okay. Mia said this in the chat. So all prophecies are self-fulfilling because that seems presumptive. And Aubrey adds, yes, this seems to come from his bias against divination. I don't necessarily agree that all prophecies are self-fulfilling. Yeah, you I, can't tell me that like someone isn't just like going about their life and a prophecy is fulfilled. Okay, but Vinny just added they have to be in a universe that values free will. Because if you think about it, if Voldemort never heard any of the prophecy, he wouldn't have gone after Harry. He wouldn't have gone after anybody. He would have just gone about his business. Making horcruxes and living life. So he then created Voldemort literally created the perfect his problem. <laughs> he created his problem. Yeah. He created the perfect. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, downfall. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, guess he literally, he, 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 he created made his bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's the lie in it. Like. Enemy. He created his arch nemesis worst enemy yeah. but in the but in the favor of harry you know what i'm saying so like mm -hmm. like this all just said like there would be no love protection which literally saves harry mm -hmm. a couple times and the people of hogwarts mm -hmm. <laughs> um it's true there's just like so much that goes into this story purely because Voldemort seeks him out mm -hmm. and had that never happened life would be quite different mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we see this a lot in I mean literature and in movies I'm thinking of Iron Man like Iron Man created his own one of his own enemies too Worst enemy. yeah just very interesting isn't that a song isn't that a song we're keep going okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up. Um, I'm just gonna say again right here, Dumbledore. If you'd given Harry more information over time, maybe this wouldn't have to be such a bomb drop. I need you to this understand is a this lot moment for a 16 oh my year old. God, yeah, this is a you, lot to take in. You guys, what? You guys, what? I mean, he I should be myself. more sharing. I gotta sneeze. He should share because <laughs> when you share, you care. <laughs> what about no, love? No, I hold on. Sharing I'm going love. back to worst enemy because I knew it sounded familiar. And if you want to hear a little bit of background on Martinius Omelies in my relationship, Marty had a CD from the band called Lit, <laughs> and it was called <laughs> Lit's Greatest Hits. 
but they only had like one hit. So it was like, why are you listening to the CD? But it's my own worst enemy by Lit. Enemy. You know it. You know it. All right. No. Everyone's homework is to listen to that after this recording. Amy Go Lou. download Lit's Greatest Amy Hits Lou. off of Copy more internet. did a link to it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, Aubrey posted a I'm the problem, it's me. Oh my god. Meg, are you playing oh. it? Oh, I know this song. I didn't know this was I didn't know this was what that was called. Oh, I thought this was a different band. Yeah, let's greatest song. Let's greatest hit. Why did I think that that was like Blink 182? So, here's another Dumbledore quote. He's trying to get Harry to understand because he needs to right now because he's got a sick hand. And things aren't going to go much longer for him. He's not speaking calmly. No, this is not calm. This is, Harry, did you put your name in a goblet of fire? While he grabs him and throws him into like this pile of goblets. Quote, by attempting to kill you, Voldemort himself singled out the remarkable person who sits here in front of me and gave him the tools for the job. Nice little subtle hint, uh, subtle compliment there, Dumbledore. Yeah, he is so remarkable. He is a pig raised for slaughter. (laughs) It is Voldemort's fault that you were able to see into his thoughts, his ambition, that you even understand the snake-like language in which he gives orders. And yet, Harry, despite your privileged insight into Voldemort's world, which, incidentally, is a gift any Death Eater would kill to have, you have never been seduced by the Dark Arts. Never, even for a second shown the slightest desire to become of one of Voldemort's followers. And Harry's like, of course I haven't been tempted to go to the dark side, even though they have cookies. He killed my mom and dad. <laughs> Quote, you are protected in short by your ability to love, said Dumbledore loudly. Should I shout that? You are protected yeah. in short by your ability to love. That is like... I'm not the only person that yells that on this is podcast. <laughs> I just want to that like, if you're yelling, like, if you're, like, really passionate, is that really how you're going to say that line? All right. She's on a microphone. No, no. Dumbledore, okay. not me. Dumbledore. I'm saying Dumbledore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trying to defend me, too. <laughs> like, no, Megan. I mean, Dumbledore, like, is he really, like, he's so passionate. He's in the You are protected, in short, by your ability to love. <laughs> like, I mean, no. it's Dumbledore, so... Oh, yeah. Dumbledore would be like, you're protected <laughs> from your, because you can love, my dude. My dude? Yeah, man. You're like totally protected by love, man. So what, man? <laughs> there you go. Finally. <laughs> I had to get in the mood. You got to be in the mood. You got to feel in your bones. So Dumbledore's all weird and loud, speaking as no other human besides maybe Ollivander would speak in this situation. He continues. The only protection that could possibly work against the lure of power like Voldemort's. In spite of all the temptation you have endured, all the suffering, you remain pure of heart, just as pure as you were at the age of 11, when you stared into a mirror that reflected your heart's desire, and it showed you not, it showed you only the way to thwart Lord Voldemort, and not immortality or riches. Harry, have you any idea how few wizards could have seen what you saw in that mirror? Surely not Dumbledore. <laughs> no, probably nope it is not a pair of socks um 
So now don't. Oh my god! Now Voldemort knows. This is forever gonna be a thing that we do. It's fine. I know. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry can flit into Voldemort's mind without suffering any sort of damage to himself, and Voldemort can't possess Harry without what Dumbledore describes as mortal agony, because he can't touch someone who's so pure of heart. Um, mortal uh-huh. agony. Mortal agony. Mm-hmm. Right. I like those words mm-hmm. because it's, I don't know, it like brings him down to a human level mm-hmm. rather than this untouchable villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quote, I do not think he understands why, Harry, but then he was in such a hurry to mutilate his own soul. He never paused to understand the incomparable power of a soul that is untarnished and whole. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, we know Harry is pure of heart. Like, he has had plenty of temptation if he wanted to. And yet, he just does the right thing. Or at least whatever he feels is right in the moment. What does um do the do the next right thing? Frozen. From Frozen 2. Yeah, Frozen mm-hmm. 2. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, but it's sad. It's so sad. Oh, that's such a horrible part in that movie. Dude, it makes my heart break. But it's also so good. That movie is very grown up. Like, it's a really grown mm-hmm. up movie. Yeah. When that happened, Ola. I was like, it was made for oh, me. A lot. Adults. Truth. Yeah. It just had characters that kids love, but mm-hmm. it was made for adults. <laughs> Frozen 3. Frozen 3. I heard rumors. Really? Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> um. So Harry, when he speaks again, is trying really hard not to sound argumentative, which just shows Harry's respect for Dumbledore because we know Harry has zero problem showing sass. So he's like, well, it all comes down to the same thing, though, doesn't it? I have to try. He says, I've got to try and kill him. Dumbledore cuts in and says, got to, which is really funny to me because, like, that's not how Dumbledore speaks. And yet he just, like, repeats Harry's words. (laughs) I've got to. Of course you've got to. Quote, but not because of the prophecy, because you yourself will never rest until you've tried. We both know it. Imagine, please, just for a moment that you had never heard the prophecy. How would you feel about Voldemort now? Think. So Harry does think. He thinks about his mom, his dad, Sirius, Cedric, and all the other terrible things that he knows Voldemort had done. And he doesn't even know half of it yet. A lakeful, if you will. Mm -hmm. Quote, a flame leaped. A flame seemed to leap inside his chest, searing his throat. And he says, I'd want him finished and I'd want to do it. And this is Dumbledore cries like like it's a like doesn't yell. He like, do you know what I'm saying? He's not tears like he cried out. Um, Of course you would. The prophecy doesn't mean. Oh, this is me speaking now. The prophecy doesn't mean that Harry (laughs) has to do anything. Myself. (laughs) (laughs) The prophecy doesn't mean that he has to do anything, but it has caused Voldemort to make Harry his equal. So Harry's free to choose whether he wants to fight Voldemort or if he wants to turn his back on the prophecy and live his life. He but does have a choice to just die he, if he wants well, to. See, that's what I was going to say. He has a choice, but the choice is fight back or die. Because even if you decide to ignore the right. prophecy, Voldemort will come for you regardless of what you want to do. So if you don't do anything, you're dead. He does actually continue to say that, though, yeah. which is nice. It's just like. But you're right. You're right. 
you have but you have does freedom he have a but choice? you only have the freedom in the fact that you don't have to fight anymore if you don't right want you to, can be like okay i give not, up you also can't live <laughs> yeah, and if i true. give up as harry then that means that voldemort literally wins and we get voldemort day <laughs> like yeah, Sam. But that's like a super fun holiday. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> like really dark vibes. <laughs> like real dark vibes. Um, I like the vibes. Sam says they are too they are too intertwined thanks to Voldemort's actions. Like literally, like because yeah. he decided to act on this. Yeah. Yeah. The, just the Death Eaters with their swishy clothes. <laughs> yep. Love it. Um <laughs> what do they so, call Scorpius? um the scorpion king scorpion oh <laughs> uh, scorpius so harry's free to choose if he wants to fight or not turns back in the prophecy um but voldemort continues on as if this prophecy is law and dumbledore says he will continue to hunt you which makes it certain really that and harry finishes and says that one of us is going to end up killing the other so yeah like meg said you can choose, but you, you don't really have great options to choose from. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the ending of this because it just shows Harry's pureness in his heart. And it just, I, I just really like that it shows his character. It so really get ready shows for some chills. He's a Gryffindor. Uh huh. <laughs> because <laughs> this would not be me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. So it's from Harry's point of view, um, just like him thinking. But he understood at last what Dumbledore had been trying to tell him. It was, he thought, the difference between dragged into the arena to face a battle to the death and walking into the arena with your head held high. Some people, perhaps, would say that there was little to choose between the two ways. But Dumbledore knew, and so do I, thought Harry, with a rush of fierce pride, and so did my parents, that there was all... There was all the difference in the world. And this mm. is literally what he does. He literally does go with his head held high to his death. Chooses mm-hmm. to sacrifice Surrounded himself. Surrounded by his loved ones. Yeah. For support. Chooses to sacrifice himself and ends up protecting everybody else. Fight me. You know, I often think, and when I say often, I mean, actually do think of this often that the fact that the resurrection stone is somewhere in the forbidden forest just and that chilling. leaves the door open yeah just chilling yeah. there just vibing and it leaves the door open yep mm-hmm. well, well and if we also think about it um the elder wand is back in dumbledore's grave is back in the tomb so, so there's all, two hallows at hogwarts all the things still exist correct Harry didn't destroy yes. his invisibility cloak. No yeah. way. He's not, as of current life, he is still alive. So the Elder Wand still has the power. But if he dies natural death, then the power within the wand dies. The special power within the wand will die. Give me a story but, that yeah, requires right? <laughs> Harry, like, something happens where he has no choice. Like, okay. Go ahead, make it another prophecy. Gotta be the master of death now. Right? Now you have to use this wand and it comes back out. And now there's the possibility that someone could win it. Mm-hmm. Okay, my question and is though. Nobody like, but him knows where the stone went. And I guarantee he could walk back through those woods and find it. Oh, guarantee. for sure. I just, it confuses me because 
if you think about it all like somebody just has to disarm harry and he doesn't even have to be holding the wand for the power to transfer because that's what happened with draco so like he's an auror he probably like he has potential to be put in situations where he can get disarmed all the time so what you're saying is that elder wand if if harry was say he was disarmed in some battle right yeah in his job that random um or even if Ginny's like expel yeah. then she's the master of the elder one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly. So it could live on or it could die. And we would never know if that person, you know, later on dies, goes to jail for a little while, maybe then dies at home. We don't know. You're right. Hmm. Has it's anybody uh, disarmed Harry Potter lately? <laughs> I wonder too, if like, say someone else were to get the Elder Wand and the Invisibility Cloak, or even Harry if you want to, if you have those two items of death, could they, sort of like a Horcrux, sort of help you find the last piece, like the Resurrection Stone? Like, could you feel it if you're, like, almost the Master of Death? I don't know. Did that make I any wanna sense? I want to say no. Um, Only because, like, I feel like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe it also has to like, you could find it's almost like the Sorcerer's Stone where you can like you can find it if you're not intending to use it for malice. Mm. But if you like if you're trying to be master of death, it's like, nah, I'm gonna stay hidden. But Harry wasn't trying to become the master of death when he disarmed Draco. No, I was saying if you have the other items and you need to find the third one. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I wonder if the wand is picky and it's like i would believe that um you're worthy of me yeah Mm -hmm. like thor's hammer yeah there's a lot of marvel (laughs) yeah yeah well we've just been watching them yeah oh mia mia says i like it would uh sorry hold on let me go back to a previous quote i think that's partially up to the wand though too like it has to maybe in part voluntarily change allegiances uh like it would pick up on differences in it being taken and versus being used um but he was truly trying to disarm Draco for life or death reasons as opposed to teaching. So if it's just like one of his kids like, hey, dad, it's Billy Armis. It like doesn't count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just such like a weird thing to like have this rule for differentiation, though. Like, I don't know if I like that. But we know that the wand chooses the wizard. So why True. not? And some wands based on wood and core like have stronger allegiances than others yeah so they really are weird and have and the and the wands that harry takes or wins some of them work okay some of them don't hermione's work just fine and i feel like that was because it was hermione's right bellatrix's didn't want to work knows him (sighs) truly it's just weird i I like wands being like more than just one yeah like they yeah they are quirky Mm -hmm. i like that I like it's them. All, being I picky. also hate it. I think though, it's cute because it's like I just want the <laughs> rule, you know. Like okay, right, what's the I, don't, rule? I want a hard rule. Yeah. There's no gray area here. Yeah, it is this or it's this, and there's no in between. Magic friends, anything can happen. 
All right, let me pull questions. Lightning bolt round. Okay, well, we did briefly touch on this, and you oh. said that we'll talk more about it later. But Marguerite asks, do you find it ironic that Voldemort wanted all four founders' items as Horcruxes and that Harry, a Horcrux, is in Gryffindor? So technically, he did make a Horcrux in representing all four houses. I do think it was, like, in part on purpose, but without him knowing he completed the mission. Does that make yeah, sense? I think it's interesting. But... <laughs> So, like, basically, do you think it's ironic that, like, he wanted to create a Horcrux from all four founders, but then didn't ultimately get anything of Gryffindor's, but then does make a Horcrux of Harry, who is in Gryffindor. So, technically, he does represent all four houses with his Horcruxes, but he doesn't necessarily know that he does. Not just a Gryffindor, (laughs) a true Gryffindor. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yes. Listen in ironic. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's a great play on the author's part. Mm-hmm. Um I like it. I think that <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that he didn't knowingly create a Horcrux of yeah. anything of Gryffindor's because it's almost yeah. like he's not worthy. <laughs> of holding that, I love that. You know, yes, Katie. Yes, not it's that he's worthy of holding last a Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw item. Of but Gryffindor beating Slytherin, exactly. it's just perfect because they're they're such big rivals. Yeah, it's the rivalry. Katie yeah. Kay such that she finds it ironic that the sword of Gryffindor is used to defeat yes the other Horcrux, but only because it takes in that which makes it stronger. And it is happenstance that it happened to take in Basilisk Venom. Otherwise, it would not have worked. It's impregnated. 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 Basilisk Venom. <laughs> um, but I do How think How lucky that it's are really we that cool. Fiendfire is one of those items, too? Right? Yeah. <sighs> um, Thanks, Crab. Okay. Katie K. What sentimental or valuable object would you turn into a Horcrux if you ignored the whole killing part of it? <laughs> so so it's just for funsies um, not for murderies <laughs> basically what is something of sentimental value to you that you hold close to yourself is basically the question i would um, go Voldemort sure. style and make it like ted <laughs> an animal yeah yeah mm-hmm. huh i don't my firebolt my engagement right yeah i don't know if i have like things the only are... thing that like i literally have with me at all times that i always know where it is is my ring yeah <laughs> so like, like i feel like yeah. that has to be the thing that i will never lose because i would literally yeah. lose my head if it wasn't attached to my body um and the fact mm. that i have not lost this thing in all the years that I have had it is pretty impressive to me. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with my with my ring. Wait, based on what Sam just said, yours would totally be your train blanket. 
Oh yeah, I do have my my <laughs> See, childhood dream blanket, but that thing is so ratty. It's yeah. not surviving. <laughs> I never had like a thing as a kid. My comfort thing as a kid was I I play with my I mean I still do it to this day. I, I play with my hair. Mm. Me too. Um, so that that's my comfort thing. I do too. Yeah, I do. I and do that's have been a on my. Can I turn my hair into it? I like it too. Raggedy. Maybe I'm thinking too hard about this. Maybe I'm thinking too childhood about this. Yeah, like, that's why I went with my ring. It's like, what is the one thing that is like most precious to me that I own currently? Like, I guess it would say it right. Precious, say precious right? <laughs> I guess say it, would, it right. I think we hate it. We hate it. <laughs> that hurt my throat a little bit. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I think something special that I have this hanging in my closet, but is my um my veil for my mm, wedding. There you go. I like my veil a lot. It's very dainty. My dress is still pretty. dirty from Universal. Spine is still dirty. I'm sure there's beer and liquor on the bottom of that sucker. <laughs> Jeez yep. Louise. Lots of Orlando dirt on the bottom of that skirt. All right. Orlando <laughs> dirt. Um, dirt skirt. <laughs> Kirsty asks, do you think Dumbledore suspected that Nagini was a maledictus? Um, I'm telling you, he he tried to go in there and it was full vacant. There was no vacancies. It was full. Wait, who knew no. Dumbledore or Voldemort? Did I say Voldemort? <gasps> no, I think Meg said Dumbledore, but Tiffany heard Voldemort. Do you think well, let's Dumbledore. check the tape because I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay, let's. I'm just going to ask it again. I'm just going to ask again. Okay. Do you? Did I hear the wrong thing? I, maybe. I don't know. What happened? People Why? in the chat tell me. Did I say Dumbledore or Voldemort? Okay. Do you think Dumbledore suspected that Nagini was a maledictus? I don't think Dumbledore actually knew no, that. I I think, think so. No. I think. No. I think that's one knew. thing he didn't know. No. Why would he? He's not close enough to her to know. Yeah, Unless he's like tongue. diving into history. I mean, he. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's having conversations with like Greenwich and stuff. Does he meet her in a back alley at a circus? I don't know. <gasps> oh, no, Aubrey I don't think so. Brought up. Yeah. What if, could he have known because of Crimes of Grindelwald? Like in that movie, could he have known that this was Nagini at some point in time? Because Did he, he ever was... know her name? I don't know. Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't know if he so knows about her. Credence was hanging out with her. Yeah, but Credence also is a little shifty. Totally How much shift. did Credence actually tell Dumbledore? I mean, nothing. Mm. Exactly. So, like, how... I don't, don't know. I mean, mean, it's a possibility. Dumbledore doesn't have his little spies. It's a possibility, mm. but I don't know. There's a possibility. I like the idea that he doesn't know because <laughs> everybody <laughs> wants to be like, what? <laughs> what uh, katie tying it back to twilight just always it's i'm sorry it's a gift that's terrible it's that freaking song what song this song it's her sitting oh, no. in that stupid chair for no. months staring out the window as the season around i hate that Anytime <laughs> i hear that word i think of that anytime oh i'm sorry <laughs> Oh, terrible <laughs> i would rather sit on a hot grill <laughs> <laughs> naked on a hot grill <laughs> naked on a hot grill <laughs> then wear something off the rack, rack. <laughs> <laughs> his delivery is life God. 
I love him so much. Oh, boy. God, I love him so much. Okay. Katie K asks, Dumbledore thinks the only precautions Voldemort took was Horcruxes. Do you think there were other precautions and what would they be? Say it again because my mind was Katie K again. What house is Katie K in? Puffly Puff. All right. Just as long as you're not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not like, answering these questions. Yeah. Yes. Dumbledore thinks, okay. <laughs> Dumbledore thinks the only precautions that Voldemort took was Horcruxes. Do you think there were other precautions and what would they be? No. I don't think he. I don't think there were. I think he was. He thought too, that like, was the be all and end. Yeah, all. he thought he was like, oh, yeah. I thought of this. No I one's mean, ever gonna figure it out. I guess the, the only, only other precaution I. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was gonna say I think the only other thing we could count as a secondary precaution is like the protections he gives Nagini towards the end. No, that's not what I was gonna. The say. bubble. What were you no gonna books. say? I was gonna say um, he doesn't know about the hollows. And what they do, right. but he does know about an unbeatable wand. Correct. Yeah. So he does so try would, to go. That after was that. my guess. Yeah. And he only starts doing that when he starts realizing the Horcruxes are getting taken down, right? Um. No, he does that because of what Harry's wand did uh, at the Flight of the right, Seven okay. Potters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Last question is from Sam. Do you think the prophecy is set in stone or whatever they do will end the same way? Does date automatically get to Voldy dying and Harry? Wait, does. Hold on. Do you think the prophecy is set in stone or whatever they do, it will end the same way? Does it automatically get to Voldemort dying and Harry winning? Yes, but I, I feel like that has to be the end the stuff in between is the stuff that can change. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I guess it. I don't know. Because if you think about what Dumbledore says about the prophecy, the only reason why it's coming to fruition is because Voldemort made it. So what if he never acted on anything? What if nobody ever heard anything? Then Voldemort would it still would happen? Go about his business. I don't think it would happen. Because, so would any, because it it wouldn't happen. Any, because, any old Joe Schmo could kill him then? Yeah, because Voldemort okay. wouldn't have set it up so that Harry would be the only one who could defeat him. You know what I'm saying? Like Voldemort. So it could be anybody getting these Horcruxes and correct. destroying them and killing him. Yes. Literally, Harry had to do it because he had a piece of his soul in him. Correct. And that only happened just because Harry. Voldemort targeted Harry. <laughs> if Voldemort had never targeted Harry, Harry would we never have become Harry. a Horcrux. What? Dumbledore could have just gotten rid of Harry right then. <laughs> and could've. then taken down Voldemort himself. <laughs> Run him through with the sword of Gryffindor. Basilisk venom. Boom. I think that dead. that right there, though, then is proof. Run him through again with the sword. <laughs> Boom. You're dead because you're dead now. Double dead. Do you think Double that that dead. is just like more proof though know. that Dumbledore <laughs> really does like buy into the prophecy? Like, so Dumbledore is like saying like, oh, the prophecy is only happening because he makes it so. But like, also, I feel like there are ways that Dumbledore could have like gone around the prophecy, but he decides not to because he's just like playing into the ploy of the prophecy. Does that make sense? Does he have to do that though? Now Maybe, it's necessary. We have to do this. I guess. I guess he's playing it the way that he's playing it in the hopes 
that Harry can come back because he's always hopeful Harry can come back, but he's never sure that Harry can come back. Right. So I guess that's one of his guesses. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's why he can't just eliminate Harry because then mm-hmm. there would be no chance for Harry to come back and he wants the chance for Harry to be able to come back. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's all the lightning bolt round questions. Wait, I have some. Okay. You do? I know. Okay. Are there limitations to what can be made of Horcrux? Could you make it a building or an airplane? Or does it have to be a small object? I think you can make it whatever you want. Why? I don't think there's limitations. Well, like, if I were to be like, Horcruxio, building O, would it just be like the brick that the spell hits? Or is it the building? I would think it's the whole building. This is a Sarah question. I need to know. (laughs) I think it would be the whole building. This is a question that Sarah would ask. I don't know. My brain wants to say the brick. (laughs) (laughs) Eiffel Tower is my horcrux (laughs) Good luck Right (laughs) Who would destroy that I mean that's kind of Well What do you do Just poke one of the beams In war Somebody could want to destroy The Eiffel Tower As a sign of War I don't know Yeah I don't know As a sign (laughs) I don't know what the word I'm looking for is It's a sign of like Power (laughs) That's a sign of war (laughs) Oh gosh! Does Lord sure. Voldemort name as Horcruxes? No. no. Are they just like one through seven, or is it like Bob, no. George, Fluffy? <laughs> no, it's lock it, lock it. <laughs> Thanks, you make up. <gasps> oh, <sighs> put it down. Stuck on that. Tally me. <laughs> Last question. Wow, you're three. Yeah, three. Do you think I didn't do any this time? <laughs> do you think Okay. Well, I guess I do. So one. Voldemort's this is like a real question. Voldemort's <laughs> intention was to have seven total horcruxes, right? Because then that's a magical number. It's powerful. Not seven horcruxes, seven pieces seven of soul. his soul. Right. Right. He didn't get to that. He eventually thought he did, right? With Nagini. Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm, his sixth mm-hmm. horcrux. He has a seventh piece. But no. he screwed up and Harry oh, yeah, was yeah. a Horcrux, right? Yeah, yeah. So he actually ended up having eight pieces of soul out right. there. If it had yeah. been a full seven, would that do you mattered? think it would have mattered? Like, no. would there have no. been some sort of extra magical blah, blah, blah that no. he was after? No. Or is it no. just like, nah, you're too, you're just pompous no. and dumb and arrogant and you're going to die? I, I think of anything, having the multiples made him weaker. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I just, would agree with that. Because we yeah. saw how fractured he was at Godric's Hollow. What just happened? So, what did you just do? She's loose. She's tired. Look at her. <laughs> no, she's getting slap happy. You sounded like David from Shoots Creek. You're like, yeah. And it made me think of like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I am tired though. And I'm drinking coffee. I, I really? am tired. I am drinking coffee. Ma'am, it is 8.22 p.m. Yes. She's literally sipping you with her eyes closed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, is this doing you any good? (laughs) I asked her, I said, did you have any water? She said, yeah. I said, what? The melted ice in your coffee? (laughs) Bean water? It was bean water. Right? Bean water with some eggnog Cold bean water. That's all I got. But Great questions. I have a lightning bolt question. Oh boy. Oh god. On a scale. 
on a scale of one to seven. Ooh. How much do you guys love me? Nine and three quarters. <laughs> seven thousand. I love you seven thousand. I love you seven thousand. Shut up. Okay, I'm done. Did you just say shut up? To myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love you shut up. <laughs> That's the actual quote. Falling apart. <laughs> My mom's about to watch Endgame. I I'm can't. gonna feel sad for her. I can't. That is a sad tweet. Uh, yeah. She watched Infinity War. She's like, tweet. that was sad. I'm like, like, you don't yeah. even know. <laughs> it was. Mm. You don't even know. Mm. Okay. Fan story? Yes. Yeah, please. All right. My eyes are watering. Um, as per this person will explain, um, they're not judging me for not saying their name correctly. However, I think I got it correct. I believe it's Rika. It's a it's really German. cool name. Yes, it's very cool. Um, the original story was sent in December of 2019, but they sent a resend in July of 2021. So this is the resend Schwing. version. Because according to them, Schwing, schwing. The first version was chaotic. <laughs> chaotic. <laughs> okay. Love that. Dear Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and insert whatever Sarah chose to call herself today. <laughs> <laughs> That's today amazing. Today she called herself nothing. We want. She would call herself we want. Yeah, she That's would. where I've learned that from. Um, I've written accurate. in before. What? I just said accurate. Sorry, uh, keep going. I've written him before, but I think it was the most chaotic thing ever. So here goes a second try. Also, some time has passed, and here's an updated version. My name is my name is Rika, and I'm from Germany. I'm a proud Hufflepuff, though I've been sorted into every house on Pottermore at some point, except Gryffindor. My wand is Rowan Wood, unicorn hair, 14 and a quarter inches, slightly yielding flexibility. And my Patronus <gasps> is a Newfoundland, which oh I God. love. That's beautiful. Newfie. I grew up watching the movies and stupid me won't say stupid me never wanted to read the books because I knew that books were always better than their movie versions and I didn't want these movies I love so much to get tainted. Yeah, big mistake. I can understand that. When I was 16 years old, I went on a school year abroad in Panama and at some point my laptop, which I've been using all day every day to distract myself from being homesick had a virus and had to be taken care of. So with nothing to do, I went and bought the first Harry Potter book in Spanish and then the second one and then all the other ones. I flew through them and they made me feel at home. They never tainted the movies for me. After finishing school back in Germany a few years later, I went to Mexico for a year and although I was not at all homesick over there, listening to the German audiobooks always gave me the feeling of being even more at home. After that, I started university back in Germany, but in a city far away from my hometown and started listening to the audiobooks in English. The original simply feels different and the most, right? Uh, getting to love Potter <laughs> in all the languages I know has been so great. And even though the original English version is currently my favorite, each language makes something special about the books and manages to convey some feeling that even the original might not have had in there because of a difference in meaning of expressing a feeling or something else. Also, I study linguistics and translation, now doing my master's, and a year ago, I wrote my bachelor's thesis on differences in the German and Spanish translation compared to the original. Uh, Potter made that even made even that an almost fun experience. That's super awesome. 
Last year was Holy just cow. horrible for me. The pandemic and isolation mm. by far. Not even being the worst of it all. And the audiobooks as well as you four with the podcast calm my mind almost every day and continue to do so. Thank you so much for all you do. Love, Rika. I am. I love that. And also, we have like really smart people that listen to our podcast. Do we hurt your brain? I just want to (laughs) know. Because we started this episode by saying we were going to hot snake sweat (laughs) our way through the details. Uh, We've got people uh, getting their master's degree in linguistics and translation. (laughs) Can you translate hot snakes and bubble guts? Oh, no. (laughs) I just want to say that I absolutely love how Uh, you've taken in all those different versions. Yeah. Yes, that is so cool. It is like one of my all-time goals to read Harry Potter in French and try to like understand it. I actually have the first one in French on my Kindle. Um, and it's just like been one of those goals of mine to to read it that way and try my best to understand it. It'd just be like so cool. I just it's just awesome. That is cool. Thank you so much for your story. Yeah, thank you. You're amazing. And you have an awesome name. You really do. Yeah, I hope I said great. it correctly. And if I didn't, um, this is awesome. You should just call yourself that now. <laughs> <laughs> Renamed by Catherine. <laughs> Give me a joke. Joke time. Let me get my little pen so I can mark it off. Okay. What kind of jokes does Madame Pomfrey tell? I don't know what. Mm. Sick ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, if you would like to follow us on social media, we're all there for you. Um, myself and Kate are on Instagram and TikTok at the Petrus family. And Tiffany's on Instagram and TikTok at TiffSwish underscore flick. Tiffany, what have you been up yeah. to? Um. I've been listening to a podcast. Oh, believe it or not. <laughs> I started listening to. Oh, we didn't do the thing that you said that we should do. When should we do that? I don't know. Next time, maybe. <laughs> we'll say. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that new thing. It's whatever. Um, I've been listening to a podcast called Back to the Beach. It's about the show Laguna Beach on MTV back in the early 2000s that I was obsessed with. <laughs> Um, that later on turned into the hills with Lauren Conrad. Um, honestly, it's uh, Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti from the show, and they're telling you like all the behind the scenes stuff and how actually things went down and what the timeline was and what MTV did, and it is so interesting. I absolutely have been totally enjoying myself and um i've been listening to fellowship of the ring there's a lot of singing Mm, really there's a lot of singing and the narrator kills me every time he sings so (laughs) there's that um not reading any kindle books right now not reading any physical books right now it's just me and audible I'm in a season of life where it's just like not happening with me sitting down and reading. You got to read so. Beyond the Wand, though. I do. That's different, yeah. though. That's like little bits and little bits. There's lots of pictures in that one. Is there? <laughs> I haven't started it yet. I think so. I think there are. Um, 
And then I've been watching some documentaries, some like weird ones that I'll tell Discord about. But one of them was like, sorry, Killer Sally. It was about like a female bodybuilder and her husband. It's on Netflix. Quite interesting. Let me open up Netflix. I can see what I've been doing lately. Started watching the new season of The Crown tonight. Um, what's her face? Umbridge. What's her name? Uh, I'm all the real time life. Yep, that's it. She's the queen this season, and I believe they pushed the season back because mm-hmm. of Queen Elizabeth's death. I believe, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they paused filming season six. Actually, is what they did. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't know they already had the whole thing going. They do. They use. I think that they usually film two seasons at a time. Because they mm-hmm. try to do the cast like the mm. current cast is like two seasons worth of episodes and then they'll switch because it's like the time jumps, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm pretty I'm almost certain that that's what happened. OK, I am trying to find what I just re- watched. It is called Killer Sally. So there's that. <laughs> Interesting. Definitely not for kids, obviously, by the title. Um, <laughs> that. <laughs> and yeah, just on a little bit of a long weekend. Honestly, I've been feeling like life has been just like pummeling me lately. And I'm really ready to have three days just with my family. The wedding anniversary is coming up. Martinius Omali and I have been married for seven years Ooh, lucky seven on monday and we're gonna celebrate this weekend and actually on november 22nd we will have been together for 14 years it's awesome crazy that's a long time i love it i love him so i'm really happy about that so yeah that's life just teaching trying to get by trying to help kids a lot. Yep, 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 yep. I'm done. <laughs> you saying yep, yep, yep made me think of <laughs> the Lion King. Yep, yep. What's yep, the yep, song? Yep. Uh, are you aching? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, or some bacon. Yep, yep, yep. He's a big pig. Yep, yep. You could be a big pig too. Oi. Exactly. Um, I finished my book that i started like in september uh proud of you (laughs) it's called shady hollow it's a murder mystery uh and it is this story that takes place in this small town called shady hollow and it is like all the characters are different woodland creatures so like the news reporter or she's actually um oh my gosh i'm blanking she is a reporter like for a newspaper journalist journalist correct thank you um she's a fox her name is vera vixen and like she's trying to figure out this murder mystery that happened in the small town that nothing ever happens in um it was really cute it took me a really long time to get through it and it's so funny i was talking to my mom on the phone this morning and she's like oh are you reading your shady hollow book and i was like yeah she's like i don't think you'd like that book it's taking you way too long to read it and i was like mom it's just one of those books where it's like it's not that i don't like it like it's not like it it was a 
it's not worthy of like a do not finish, but it definitely wasn't a book that like I had to finish right away. You know, like whenever you sit down yeah, and you're reading and you're like, you can't put it down. It was one of those books, which honestly is kind of nice sometimes to have a book where you can just kind of like pick it up and read a couple chapters and put it down and be okay with that and just like move on. Whereas like sometimes I get very, very enamored with books where I literally can't do anything except finish the book. And like sometimes that's problematic because um, like I have mm. other things to do, but like I literally can't yeah. put it down. So it's like nice to find books that are like that. But it was like a solid three star read. Like I I would recommend it to somebody, but it wasn't a book that like entranced me. You know what I'm saying? Um, there are yeah. two more, though. So it's like a little murder mystery series. Um, you know, it might be something that I pick up again later but i'm uh, i'm kind of like feeling like i'm ready for christmas reads even though i have like i got in a really really bad reading slump like all of september october and like so far in november um and i just like i think i'm ready for christmas but like i also like didn't read any of my spooky books that i had for halloween so i'm like torn on what to mm. do because i'm like so ready to move on to christmas but then move on. Save them for next year. But I already did that last year and I still oh. haven't read them. Oh, well, I have. Are you in a spooky mood? I don't know. And I'm definitely a mood reader. So it's like I, I almost like can't help it. Like if I'm not in the mood for it, I'm not in the mood for it. Like I can't. Then don't do it. Yeah. You this is not a race. I know. You are not being graded on this. Just do what you feel like. Nobody's judging you. I know. You I do know. you. Go be do. I do really, really want to read the book, The X Hex, because that has been like on my list for a long time. Maybe I'll try and read that before I start. Maybe I'll just try to do one. I don't know. We'll see. I need to just like look at the books and see what I feel because that's just how I read. Like, I honestly, I might not even pick up a, a Christmassy book. I might go total like YA. Like, like I just bought the book Legendborn. And my friend Steph has been talking about that book so much on her Instagram. And I, it make, it made me really want to read it. Um, and plus the, the sequel just came out It's called Bloodmarked, or it is coming out. Um, anyway, it looks amazing and it sounds amazing. And I really, really want to read that. So I, I have that on my list. I also bought the first Zodiac Academy book. Um, and I've heard that those are kind of all over the place, but I don't know. I just don't know what I want to do. If anybody has any good books that they've read recently, send them to me. And if I own them, I will think about reading it. I will not buy I know what you should read. Beyond the Wand? <laughs> well, no. I, I was going to say, Sarah just got a, a gay Christmas read. Ooh, what is it? I don't know. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it is, and then I'll read it. I don't remember. <laughs> it was on her stories, I think. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I do need to read Beyond the One, though. And then I also really want to read the... Uh, you need to finish Kingdom of Ash. Yes. And I'm about 50% through Kingdom of Ash. Um, that's a thick ooh, book. Katie, that's a good idea. I should do a bracket of all of my TBRs that I own and have people vote on them. You would get to the <gasps> bottom one and then you'd be like... But see, that's yeah, I'm the not thing. I'm, I'm a mood reader. I'm not reader. in the mood for this. <laughs> well, I'm not in the mood for the I winner. guess maybe I can like pick a handful that I do feel like I could be in the mood for and do it that way. Because trust me, you guys aren't doing a bracket of all my TBR. It would be way too intense. <laughs> I have way too many. 
Oh, yeah, Janine, tell me what that book is. I'll put it on my list. Um, oh, she got a book by Julie Murphy. I like her. She wrote If the Shoe Fits. That was a really good book. Um, anyway, so yeah, I finished that. I'm about halfway through Kingdom of Ash, and we had a hurricane the past two days, so I have been off work and getting paid, so it's been grand. I love that for you. Yep. I've been getting paid, but at work. Lame. <laughs> Same. Same. I've been Lame. hanging out with you, watching Grey's Anatomy. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Are you done? Yeah. I don't think I have anything else going on in my life. Oh, I cleaned the kitchen. That felt good. Oh, my God. She did, though. I always feel so good when it's clean. so nice It still needs a little more. But it's so but it's a lot much better. better. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good for you. I got into a mood, and I ordered all these cleaning supplies at Target. She did the thing. <laughs> I did the kitchen. <laughs> nice. Next is the bathroom. Good for you. Um, I ran a lot of miles last weekend. Woohoo! Wine and dine. Oh, yeah. 2022 in the books. I ran my first Disney half marathon. It was a lot of fun. Um, I at that point don't know how I would get up and do another race. So that's coming up. I think that you were in a good place the day following the half. You felt. I felt better than I should have. Yeah, probably. You're getting there. You're <laughs> um, doing all the right things when it comes to training. So you're going to be there. Thanks, babe. Um, It was a really fun weekend, though. I like we like did the whole thing. We went to the expo and took pictures and like I got KT taped the first time ever. So that was fun as a newbie runner. Um. Yeah, it was it was good. The weather was warm. It was fine for the 5K and the 10K. And then, of course, the day like where I'm going to absolutely be out there as the sun comes up. That's when it was pretty humid and warm. But it didn't get too bad until I was like almost done. So it worked out pretty nice. Shoved some food in my face, drank a lot of stuff. and It was fine. Drank a lot of stuff. Um, but... <laughs> yeah. I seriously, she came over and she's like, I feel like I'm gonna, I feel woozy. And I was like, drink this, eat this, drink this, drink this. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you what, pineapple. That Ooh. helped me after, oh, after uh, Hagrid's. Hagrid's, because yeah. I was so, bleh. I literally she like. did like something salty. Yeah, I chugged some mm. Powerade, I chugged some water, and I ate like three snacks <laughs> and sat down and then I was fine. Um, I think that you need to try those salt sticks for runners. Yeah, I agree. Megan said she has some that I can try. Not me. Not not this Megan. Our other Megan. friend, Megan. Um, but <laughs> I want to say a huge, enormous thank you because I know a lot of you were, a lot of them were Swishers that donated, but um, me and Meg did sponsor a mile. So for each race, every mile, which was amazing, every mile was sponsored. So... It also helped me get like pushed through the race too because I knew when I got to that mile marker, I was like, okay, who's whose mile is this? Who are they dedicating it to? If they were, and it like put my mind in focus every mile. Guys, to do she's gonna something. need that for the marathon. We're gonna be Big posting time. them this week. The, yeah, the marathon or the mile sponsorships. There's a lot of miles. What up. what mile do you need me to tell you to run? <laughs> Mile 20. <laughs> 20. Mile 20. <laughs> I got your mile 20. Save that one for me. You got it. 
Um, but seriously, like that helped so much. And more importantly, it's going towards cancer research. And I found out because we went to yes. an American Cancer Society like little brunch that this they held for us. Our team, our wine and dine team this this past weekend. Just wine and dine. Yeah. Just for wine and dine, we raised over eighty thousand dollars for cancer research, which is insane. Unreal. So it's like it's not just I mean And Wine and Dine is isn't even one of their big weekends. Right. Marathon weekend and Princess are the two big weekends for Marathon so. weekend is gonna be a lot, yeah. which is amazing. Um but if you want to know more about them too, like their website's fantastic. But it goes towards research, it goes towards transportation, it goes towards lodging. housing in city, like housing for people who uh, live, you know, two plus hours away from the hospital and need treatments and don't have somewhere to stay. Yeah, rides to and from the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, wig banks, wigs, like yeah. so much. So just know that that mile sponsor you did helped me and helped so many other people. And thank you. I, like, it's mm. incredible. And it means a lot that you guys did that. What other crazy thing do you guys it. want us to do to hit our marathon weekend um, fundraiser? Yeah. We got, got about a month. We got a my month deadline. to fundraise. Like, That's not crazy. No. But have you done like butter butterbeer day? No. That so you go fun. like go to the park and have a butterbeer day and just eat all the butterbeer things. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I know that's like a treat though. What can I do to we're also, eat all the butterbeer things, then ride Velocicoaster? <laughs> we're also gonna be at Universal Hollywood in December covering Hollywood? all kinds of <laughs> covering all kinds of uh Potter things at Universal um on Swish's account that day. LA. So if you guys want anything specific from Universal Hollywood, you can let us know. I do. KDT says you should walk barefoot on the grass. I will not do that in Florida, <laughs> but I would do on it in Ohio. Do it on the hub grass and make everyone hate you. Oh, I would do that on the hub grass. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah. Okay. I have a bunch of new bling and new shirts, and uh, I think I got a cold from it, but that's okay. That's my body going, you need to chill for a little bit. So it's fine. It's fine. I got what's up oh are we done did we get a bingo i know jess was close oh, yeah. and i was really hoping she nailed it because i you don't know, think that we up, did but i won't be uh posting free feet pics but i would sell them oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. oh my god just saying um let's see where are we at with points yeah, what's the standings? Yeah, I'm out here trying to buy Taylor Swift tickets. This is going to be a small fortune, so help me out, friends. Um, okay, <laughs> Ravenclaw is in first place still with 3,925 points. Hufflepuff in second with 2,984. Slytherin in third with 2,179. And Gryffindor in fourth with 1,444. Mm. Slowly climbing, Tiff. KDK with all your questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretends to be shocked. <laughs> Please. I'd rather sit naked on hot grill <laughs> than let Ravenclaw win the house cup. So funny to me. 
real. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, what's this for? We've talked about a lot of things this evening. <laughs> for the Lord of Darkness. This is for not knowing whether it's Voldemort or Dumbledore that we're talking about. <laughs> because the two seem to be interchangeable names. Right. <laughs> for the Lord of Darkness. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. Amazing. Just my voice. Good chuga. Tubular. That was a long episode. I'm not sure how to respond to that. <laughs> oh, last thing before we coffee? start is I bought Chobani oat eggnog. It's like plant based eggnog. I love eggnog. No, but it's ah. but it's oat milk, so it's like it's not heavy and gross. Yeah, so I bought it because. It was a limited batch and I didn't want them to run out. So I've just like had it in the fridge. And then this morning I brewed coffee and I was like, I wonder if this would taste good as like the substitute for the creamer and the coffee. Oh my God. Very good. So good. It's not eggnog flavored creamer. It's just oat eggnog and it is so good. Bye, Swishers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.